Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the next edition of Myths and Stories with your hosts, Mythborn and Zorialis. Tonight's topic is episode three of the Books of Sorrow. Take it away, fellas. Yeah. Well, hopefully... So right. I, I, we do have to apologize because last night was when we normally record these and uh, Craigbot decided, nah, I'm good. No, 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 no. No, no, we don't have to apologize for anything. Craig oh. needs to apologize to everybody well, for there you fucking go. leaving us hanging, man. Just straight up leaving us hanging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, it just, it just straight up said no. So we tried a bunch of different things, and we were about an hour into it, and it still was like, nah, we're good. And so we we're like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna, we're gonna change this up a bit. So uh, we're actually gonna do, we actually have a kind of a different format that we're using, uh, or I guess a different. Uh, recording program that we're using now um, that we're actually doing local recordings and then mixing them together for the podcast. So hopefully, hopefully we'll have a little bit better uh, audio quality here um, for Mm -hmm. these next few episodes. And hopefully my wife won't uh, talk over everything. Okay. She gave me a hand wave, which means we're good. Um, Ah, ah, yes. The universal sign. (laughs) The universal sign of go to hell. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So yeah, so we're on, uh, we're on part three of books of sorrow. Uh, the, yep. the first, obviously this is the kind of like the overarching story of the hive. Um, and at this point in time, like we, we thought that this was going to be like a cute little, like two or three part episode, but, uh, as myth and I have both discovered, you might've, okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a, there are some really, really deep topics in here and we go re- like, the last episode we went really deep and we only covered like what four verses out of the out of the first well yeah, not even four, four full verses it's like four like subsections yeah of the first of verse one so it was like yeah to yeah to put it in perspective we are at the very beginning of verse two yeah now so that's <laughs> starting it, with this episode so. yeah so it's there there's a lot of deep stuff in that one and and uh um and I'm trying to think back of some of the stuff we started to talk about last night before Craig was like, nah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I remember we, we, mm-hmm. we had talked to, we had, we'd gotten into uh, obviously the beginnings of the, the first book was all, or the first episode was all about the, the beginnings of the Krill and the, and the Osmian court and the hell drinkers, uh, helium drinkers overthrowing them. And then of course the sisters escaping and finding the ship and traveling the, the world of fundament for a few years uh, and then and then diving down and finding the needle ship and diving further down and this whole time this this worm husk is talking to the to the sisters and kind of guiding guiding Sarthona where to go and um, and 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 they meet the Leviathan that is in the deep and the Leviathan's like hey no um, darkness bad turn away sky good go that way um, and the sisters are like nah we're good we're just keep going here yeah. Uh, and so they, of course, keep diving, and then they came across the worms, and and uh, we discovered that. Uh, let's say we discovered we, we talked about how like uh, Yol, uh, the the, um, and I think there's a specific word that 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 was used for him, but he's like yeah, the so, he's like um, the the he comes across as like the the worm god overlord or or father figure or mother figure brood mother whatever. Um, and then the yeah, other it's four, like closer to mother. yeah, yeah. And then the other four worms are very much a, a, I, I can't quite tell if they're like an offspring or if they're like a, or if it's like a brother sister thing, like a, like a sibling thing or, or what, or if they're yeah. just like a younger, uh, whatever. 
So, so um, I, I think based on how it is stated in the book, so it, it we, we talked about this last night, so this is reiteration for us, but no one got to hear that. Um, <laughs> so uh, they separate Yol out from the other worms in the Books of Sorrow. Uh, specifically, they, they highlight Yol as, I am Yol, the honest worm, and Yol is the one that is directly addressing uh the three krill siblings um that have have come here none of the other worms speak to them directly or not gotcha. not at this point at least uh and yol uh describes themselves he or she as um of vast displacement ponderous strength uh as having great coiling length and folded jaws and curled ri- curled wings uh and this is the bit that kind of keyed us off to like this is the the mother the source of the hive worms maybe um says behold the hiving cities symbiotic with my flesh i am fessened arash i am at the beginning and the end of lives uh, and fessened was a word that we had to look up yeah uh that was essentially um like fertile, yep. like a, a spawning ground kind of thing. Which very much leads um, to that, that brood mother uh, theory. Yeah, and it says, Behold the symbi- behold the hiving cities symbiotic with my flesh. I, I feel like there are literally larvae worms like crawling out of Yol. I think is, so, too. Is the I, picture I, I'm getting. I, I think when, when she says it like that, I think of like, uh, like the cities on the, on the Leviathan for the Cabal, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 Leviathan itself is huge, and then there is a temple on it, and and just vast cities on the Leviathan. So I I think of it in the same way, and I think these worm gods, like I don't think either either one of two things is true. I don't think that either the because uh, because who is it that we destroy in um, Warmind? Zol. Zol. So uh, Zol is the one that we destroy. Yeah. So um, I don't. I I think it's either one of two things is happening here. I think either he was very um, inadequately portrayed in game, or uh, that it that maybe there isn't. Maybe maybe they really are just ginormous, and we just can't. Like, there's no way to accurately portray that in a video game. So um, yes and no. Uh, is is my take uh so zol is described i don't believe in the books of sorrow or or if it is it's much later in the books of sorrow um but zol is described in game as the weakest and smallest of the worm gods okay. uh, to the point where he believed zol believed that he was going to be consumed by his siblings gotcha. um, which is so why they, he paired up with with Nocris. I was going to say, so there's a, uh, there's definitely a reason there why he would want to have he would want to to have a I, I don't I wouldn't want to call it like a, a reasoning to be you know the bad the bad kid um, and I put that in quotation marks <laughs> but uh, yeah he definitely that that would lead credence to to him just kind of wanting to not not necessarily not follow um, his siblings or, or I, I'm going to call them siblings we're gonna we're gonna just that's that's going to be my overarching thing. They're, I'm going to call them. They're very much grouped yeah. that way. Um, 
I mean, they, they refer to, uh, in the same thing as they, they refer to Yol as the honest worm, they refer to Er, Zol, Ur, and Akka as the virtuous worms, as yeah. in they are a set yep. in and of themselves. So I, I see them as, as siblings. So um, yeah, I so that's an accurate way to look at it. So yeah, so he, he, it, it, he it does make sense that why he would want, I, I say he as if I'm, you know, I've, I've gone down there and checked. Uh, that that he uh, is is obviously being the 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 smallest and the weakest of them, wanting to kind of like I I guess like make a name for himself, you know, like that's that's how that's to me is how he wanted to use uh, Nacris. Um, but again, we're jumping way way ahead. And yeah, that's that's very different. That's very that's much further ahead. I don't know if Nacris even shows up in the Books of Sorrow, to be honest. I, I, think, I, he think, he does. Does I, I uh, think he does not. I think that's its own thing. <laughs> um but but something that does show up in the Books of Sorrow later, uh and something that, that we can use to draw a comparison of the size of these worms and the variation between these worm gods. Um so Yol describes themselves as vast and of ponderous strength and all this. Um, presumably, I'm assuming that they are the largest of the worms. Right. If, if you know, if uh, size means strength, which it does in, in a lot of ways in Destiny's universe, uh, then that makes sense. And that means that Akka is younger or and or smaller than Yol. Now we have not we have never met Yol in game, but we have met Akka in game, even though most people don't know it. Oh, uh, the we ship. met we met Akka in game in the form of the Dreadnought. Uh, the Dreadnought is literally the made husk of, of, of Akka. Akka, which now uh, now we see now. Again, we're <laughs> yeah, we never tangent ever or skip around ever in this show. No, never. Uh, so, so to to kind of like uh, uh, look at current destiny right now in season of the lost when we go into the shattered realm, uh, there is a dreadnought there, and I I, but I I don't have I don't know of any one way or another of what that dreadnought well, is. I'm assuming it's Zebu Arath's personal dreadnought, but in that sense. Does she even have one? Is is, is we, she just commanding? We have no, we have no evidence that there's a dreadnought outside of right. the dreadnought. Right. They have never referenced another one. Exactly. So, so in my head, that is just the ascendant. Um, I don't know the ascendant. Uh, what would you call that? Representation of the dreadnought. Yeah, I mean, is I would have to go back and look. It it's been a minute since I've gone into that mission and looked at looked around is that the dreadnought or is that just like a hive tomb ship it it could just be a hive tomb ship it now no it seemed too small i was going to say it looks very small to be the dreadnought because if if that like when we when we go to the dreadnought that thing is freaking huge the whole where he the whole weapon system of it is Mm -hmm. i mean we're talking that that thing's got to be like and I, and I say huge, it is big enough that if you are standing on Titan, you can look at the rings of Saturn and see the hole that was left by the, the Battle of Saturn. So, obviously, that Dreadnought is freaking huge. Anything that you can see from... If you can see something in space from a, another point in space, that is huge because the, 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 the distance that is being covered there 
is in like billions and trillions of miles. It's not like, hey, I saw something on the other side of the cornfield and it looks like a bird, so I think it's a bird. No, this is literally like a a, a million miles away, and you can you can clearly see that there's a hole in the rings of Saturn left over from the battle. So I mean, that dreadnought is insanely huge. Like we're talking bigger than possibly possibly the size of a moon. Yeah, I mean, it it was a spacefaring vessel that was large enough to carry multiple, uh, I would say a fleet of other hive tomb ships in addition to Oryx and his whole court and and everything he had going on in there. Could we possibly say the entirety of the hive? No, I don't think it was the entirety of the hive. Because of of Zubarath and Savathun. Yeah, they they each have their own broods. Yep. Yeah. Um, Plus there was hive... Uh, you know, on the moon and, right. and in various right. areas, you know, terrestrial uh, branches prior to Oryx coming in. But so now that uh, we've completely large gone force. off topic. Uh... Yes, yeah, now that we've completely <laughs> gone off topic. Um, Let's rewind totally back to the books of sorrow. Given, given a spoiler or two. Yeah, uh, technically slightly. it's all in the books of sorrow just later. Oh, okay. Uh, I see what you're doing. We've we've got. So yeah, it's, it's like we're, when you we're open. I don't, I don't know if anyone else does this, but when I when I go to purchase a book, the first thing I do is read like the last like two or three pages to see if I would like the ending, and and then I'll be like, okay, now I'm going to read the book. So this that's kind of what we did there. We just read the last two or three pages, and now we're we're going to skip back to chapter two. That was that was definitely not the last two or three pages. <laughs> that was like maybe. <laughs> Maybe another verse maybe. ahead of where we're at now. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, that is a terrible way to read books. Um, hey, you poo on you. <laughs> <laughs> I I will stand by that. Fair enough. But uh, but no. So let's let's pick up where uh, where we left off last time. We are now on the second verse of the Books of Sorrow, verse two zero, entitled "Immortals." Uh, and this is the conversation between the worm gods and the hive, or excuse me, the krill royalty of the Osmium court at this point. Um, siblings that and, have kind of stumbled upon them and have uh, decided to take up the offer of the worms um, to take in their their young into their body for uh, in exchange for power. And essentially and, and, power power and eternal life and the end of the end of verse one like verse one what is it one nine was the the bargain yes. being presented to them yep verse one nine was the worms uh or specifically yol presenting the bargain to the the siblings um and then this is two uh verse two zero immortals which is essentially the siblings accepting um and talking about how who these krill siblings uh become in their in their accepting of these these worms uh so it goes we are the worm your god the flesh of hope our compact is done you are arash eternal and we are bound to you as close as your appetites as your loves or needs as the weapon in your fists and the word in your throat We've had enough of this dismal place, haven't you? We are in integrating Bungie, why? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the same reason why there's so many other words where we're just like, I don't even know what the hell that is. They're just making up words now. 
<laughs> we are putting larvae in your ship. That's what this word means. It does not need to be this hard. <laughs> it doesn't. There's uh, no reason for it to be that hard. The, they put they put larvae worms in the needle in the ship they used to come down here. Uh, go back to your species. Spread the good news in the osmium court, in the hydrogen fountain, in the bone plaza, and the star surgery. You will rise up into the world. If anyone rejects symbiosis with our children, make an example of them. A mighty wave is coming for all of them. They die anyway, save only who can be saved. The worm grants you power over your own flesh, Arash. When you've taken the king morph, what will your adult name be? Oryx. It means long thought. We approve. So Arash has accepted the deal. And uh, the worms are also telling Arash, uh, who has now named themselves uh, not Oryx, but Oryx. Uh, A-U-R-Y-X. Um, and has taken on the king morph. So they have physically changed their form to uh, look like similar-ish to the Oryx we know from in-game. Um, and it, there was an interesting part there too about the wave, right? Like that's, so even, even mm -hmm. I, I don't know if the worm gods are acknowledging that that wave is actually a that that is a real thing that is going to happen but they're they're mentioning it they're they're at least saying hey you know turn help help the help your people become mm -hmm. the hive and if they don't if they refuse screw them they're going to die anyway so kill them like make an example yeah, of them use use them to convince others to to join yeah um yeah, and we, we talked about this before, the, this god wave, which is going to pretty much annihilate life on Fundament. Uh, An another that, that is another, coming is this impending doom. <laughs> another stupid uh, word. Made up word by another, Bungie. Another made up word. Syzygy. Um, syzygy. Uh, it's like saying judicial. You can't say it unless it... You can't say it without sounding drunk. Judicial! <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we don't know if that wave is being caused by uh, the the threat of that wave has been set up by the worms because they're claiming they have the power to pull. Uh, in in the first verse, they claimed that they had the power to pull other planets to fundament for the the sake of trying to find someone to help them escape. Um, Who's to say that or if they don't have that that same power can't be used to create this god wave like. Who, right who's to, to who's line to up the moons. Don't, right like to line up all 52 moons and and that's the thing too is it, it, the 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 reason behind this wave was because there was a a vision of all 52 moons lining up on a single point on a single side of uh fundament which mathematically should not have been possible like physically and mathematically right. should just flat out should not never have been happened. possible um, but who's to say that the, the worm got like, to me, if the worm gods can pull plant other planets into fundament and just smash them in and be like, all right, well, we'll let them sit up there. Moon should be no big deal for right, them. Right. Like that should be nothing. Like, that should be like pebbles to them. Yeah. So they're continuing, whether it's by their design or not, and they just know it's a thing. Um, they're continuing to use the threat of this 
uh, annihilating event, this extinction event, um, to kind of put pressure on these siblings to do what they want. Uh, so we go on to the next verse to one conquerors. Uh, Savathun, mother morph of Sathona, we delight in your sharp mind. For millions of years, the Leviathan caged us here. It is a pawn of the sky, a philosophy of cosmic slavery. The sky seeds civilizations pre predicated on a terrible lie that right actions can prevent suffering, that pockets of artificial rules can defy the final beautiful logic. This is like trying to burn water, antithetical to the nature of reality, where deprivation and competition are universal. In the deep, we enslave nothing. Liberation is our passion. We exist to help the universe achieve its terminal self-forging glory. The war rages on. Soon it will consume fundament. We are pleased with your use of our larvae to create mighty knights and plentiful warriors. Tauix's retreat to the hydrogen fountain proves your superior strength, but you must know that reclaiming your home is not enough. There are 511 species living on fundament. One of them must have the technology you need to leave this world. So this is a little bit of a time jump. Uh, uh, a little. As well as a description, a minor description of, of Savathun, previously Sathona. Um, so it tells us that Sathona did take on the form of a mother like she had wanted to. Yep. Uh, but not through the traditional means, through uh, symbiosis with a worm that gave her the ability to turn herself into whatever she wanted, essentially. Yep. Um, so we get a lot of philosophy here uh, from the worms and presumably from the darkness or at least philosophy of the darkness is passed down to the worms as say, beings of the deep. I was say I was fixing to say the deep is mentioned there. Are we talking deep the the person, right? The entity. Uh I believe deep the place okay. in this case. Okay. Uh it, it is capital D, capital D deep. So it's important, uh but I believe it's the place cuz they say in the deep we enslave nothing. Uh liberation is our passion. Gotcha. So they and the darkness has has played this uh argument a number of times and it's just being repeated here by the worms um essentially the the overarching philosophy and we've talked about this too so i'm not going to try and spend too long on it but the overarching philosophy that they're presenting is that the sky agents of the light the sky uh have a belief uh, that they keep popping civilizations up in places that they might not otherwise have been um such as the traveler terraforming our solar system uh and these civilizations are being given a set of rules which uh, essentially equate to like you will survive by 
cohabitation and cooperation so long as you are always uh, doing good, making the right choices um, is, is kind of how the worms seem to phrase it here, uh, that the right actions can prevent suffering. Uh, and they, the darkness, the worms, uh, are presenting this as a, uh, a defiance of what is the laws of the basic laws of the universe, the basic laws of existence, which are a uh, perversion of it. Like saying like that you, yeah, that should not be, that should not be happening. There's no logic in this universe that says that something, if, if something's meant to die, it's meant to die. Yeah. And they're, they're showing it as a, um, I, I would say they're showing it as like a they're just delaying the ine- delaying the inevitable. Yep. Not not as in, okay, this is working even though it shouldn't be and it's wrong. It's more like they're so foolish for even trying. They're just you know, they're just delaying the inevitable. the The final state of the universe is that there are no rules and you know, might makes right. Whoever's still standing at the end of the universe is who should have been still standing because they were powerful enough to be there. Right. Like they, Uh, they were destined from the beginning to be the last thing standing. And and they are that way because everything else has fallen to them. Yep. They fulfilled that prophecy by accomplishing that goal, essentially. Um, And so we, we get a little bit of philosophy on darkness first light and all that. Uh, but we also get that uh, they're, they're telling um, Savathun in this case, since this verse seems to be directly uh, addressed to her, they're telling her like, we're very pleased that you've been using our larvae that you've taken with you in your ship uh, to your, your people and have turned them into knights and, and acolytes and like soldiers essentially you you have saved your your citizens and turned them into into hive soldiers uh but you know just doing conquering your home world and setting things straight there is not enough like you you need to find a way to leave the planet because there's so much more out there that you uh that you that you are you know fated that you are chosen to go see and experience and explore and conquer. Uh, and so they're now pushing them, not just, okay, we'll, we'll allow you to survive this extinction event. Now they're pushing them to, you know, you need to figure out how to, how to get into the space, how to get off your planet. Uh, because there's, there's more than just what's on this one little rock. Uh, well, and, and they how how many different uh, species are on Fundament? Five hundred and eleven species living so, on Fundament. So that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's, that's 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 genuinely a lot of different uh, cultures and different. I mean, so that that is that's that's kind of telling of how long these worms have been waiting and just just waiting for somebody to come down and find them. Well, they, they say, uh, 
that they've been trapped by the Leviathan for what they say millions of years. Yeah. Um, let's see. For millions of years, the Leviathan the Leviathan caged us here, and again we see this this double story. During the first verse, the Leviathan was telling them that, uh, you know that that the light built fundament uh as a haven and in the second verse we're seeing the the worm say like no this is a prison we were trapped here that's it we're the ones that brought people here um so it's a little it's he said she said we don't oh, really know which side to believe absolutely um it's it's that whole thing like the the victor's right history right like yeah, <laughs> whichever yeah. whichever side is the winning side is the side that gets that's the side that gets told. We don't get we don't get to hear much from the losing side, but in this case, there's no winning side or losing side yet. This is just a an ongoing battle, and so it's you know the light's telling its side, and the which I still I, I as much as we see the Leviathan as a neutral party, I still think the Leviathan is more light oriented. I don't think that he is a is a direct agent of the light. Um, where the where the worm gods are clearly yeah. agents of darkness like they are they are of the deep they are of the dark um yeah, but i definitely no, think I, that he's I'd... a he he might be like a like a i don't know like a like like 80 percent light you know <laughs> well and i don't know that we need to even quantify it in that way i think he definitely agrees with the philosophies of the sky and and believes that that is the correct path but he is or or it i suppose um is not a soldier of yeah the sky like that's, it, that's it, a better way of putting it yeah like it it believes in the philosophies of the sky but it is not you know is not a being of the sky it is not interested in you know laying its life down in this war right or at least that's not the impression i got right um it's just a you know, hey, the 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 people down there, downstairs, they they kind of weird. May, maybe don't go making deals with them. <laughs> uh, you know, the the second floor is a lot cooler than the basement. Pretty just, much. Just oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So now we get to verse two two. Uh, out of the deep, which is surprise, surprise, addressed to the last sister. Shivu Arath, night morph of Shiro. You love to conquer, don't you? We love to see you work. Nearly 2% of fundament surface is now our dominion. Your species embraces the worm. The syzygy has passed. The god wave will reach you in less than two years. Our organs inform us that Tawix and her surviving refusalists flee towards Karan Atoll. She hopes to rally the species of fundament against you. The Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the Kaharn Bastion. Slaughter everyone there. For your acts, we shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit. Reality is a fine flesh, O General Ars. Let us feast of it. 
so well okay so the the one the one thing that really sticks out to me there is the idea that they are actually trapped there and they they have to have some sort of outside help to get out and and i think i think it leads more to what you were saying either last episode or the episode before where the the I think that they're just projecting themselves from the yeah. from the deep the place. I don't think that they are. They they may not. You know, maybe maybe that maybe at the center. Like I I always think I and I'm still kind of a little bit under this idea that maybe at the center is a black hole. Like maybe that is the the maybe so giant yeah. gravity the singularity of some sort. Yeah, something. Um, whereas it could just be like that is the gateway, right? Like that to that that is a one of I I would say one of many different gateways to the deep the place and that the worms are using that gateway as a essentially like a telephone like hey we're just projecting ourselves through it and and you you we can interact with things but we can't actively do anything on the other side of it yeah so um expanding on that uh and and taking what they've said to shiva wrath here into account it it might be a case where they're um, because they are described as being in the deep, not on fundament, right? But in the deep, just with a some kind of connection to the core of fundament, which we talked about might be a black hole or some kind of gateway between realities. You know, between the realm of the deep and our realm, the realm of our universe or the destiny universe. Um, and I wonder now, because of what they say. Uh, it says the Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines trapping us on fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the bastion from your axe. We shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit. So I wonder if the only thing really preventing them from escaping fundament is that they can't understand the rules of our universe's physics. Okay. Uh, okay. So, if, okay. All right. Now that's, so now that's borderlining they, on the nine logic. And I think a, a little bit, I, I think, think the you nine might are be a little more there. obtuse. Right. No, absolutely. Right. Like, so like obviously the nine, like they, they had to they had to come up with an emissary just to be able to even like i mean it, it's 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 like they don't know the word for love right like it's and it's not even like they don't know the word mm -hmm. for love they don't know they don't have any way of conveying a a feeling or 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 a or a thought or something and it and the 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 concept of love is just completely foreign so they had to have an emissary to be like okay well this is what i interpret love to be so if if you want to interpret something to me, I will try to interpret it forward. And so I think I think that's where that's I think I think that's where the the they are truly stuck there, but only in the sense of like you were saying they don't understand the physics of how this plane of existence works. So they don't understand why how they can't get out. Like they know they can push their influence into it, right? So that because obviously mm -hmm. they're they're able to pull the the different planets and stuff into fundament. And you know, obviously, they can talk to the to the sisters, and they can grant wishes and stuff like that. But it, that's, I think, that's the big thing. There is, it, as much as they are, 
not there, not here, they they don't know how just because the 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 concept of how this universe works and and how being in the center of a planet is just like the the immense pressures that that causes the gravity of that like everything of that just doesn't it doesn't make sense to them because they've never had it they've never had that on their side i don't think yeah they ha- they have no point of reference right. um if if what we've read here and i think what we've theorized before is true that they are beings completely of the deep. They were born in the deep. They have always existed in the deep. Whatever the rules of that reality are, are the only things they've ever known. And so they don't know how to travel through space because they don't have a concept of what space is yeah. in our reality. That's that's um, a that's a perfect way to... It's, it's, it's a deeper... Uh, um, it's a deeper concept of just, I don't know how to fly. It's, I don't know how to fly because I don't know what the sky is. So I don't know what flying means like that, that I like that. I like that explanation. I I really do. So, and they're, they're saying like, okay, fine. Destroy all the ships, destroy all the engines, destroy all the things (laughs) that would, would just do it for us. Uh, as long as you can, you know, as long as you can, take care of all the people there we don't care because we can gain the knowledge from you know maybe schematics or even just investigation of the technology being used and from that knowledge we can infer the what the rules of physics are what the laws are that govern that you know your realm your reality well and it's interesting and use too that to they talk about how it. like the leviathan is the one that's just completely just any anything that even comes close to to getting near them now the leviathan's like no i'm just gonna kill it i'm just gonna destroy it like nothing mm-hmm. nothing like the leviathan now is it, the before it definitely felt like the leviathan was that neutral party now it it feels like the leviathan is actively stopping people from getting down there like he's not even giving them a choice anymore yeah. like the sisters he gave a choice he was like hey this is what's down there this is what i think is good this is what i think is bad take your pick like and not even like a take a pick like this is the facts and then just floats away now it is an active hey something comes this way we're destroying it and and that and that may be that may be just a a response to what he saw happen to the sisters right like the leviathan the, the sisters heard his warning and was like screw that we're going down and now now this planet is being ravaged by war and just completely overtaken right and now, now the Leviathan is like, well, that sucks. Maybe I need to do something. Yeah. So I, I have a different read on this. Um, so I, I think the, the line in question, so I'll, I'll read it again here. Uh, the Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on fundament. Uh, what I read that as is not, the, not that the Leviathan is preventing other people from burrowing down to the core, because uh, I think that ship has sailed. Um, I think the Leviathan is actively destroying any spacefaring vessel. Oh. Uh, those ships and engines to try and prevent the worms from being able to leave the planet. Okay. So not, not, okay. Still playing the role of a guardsman. Still playing yeah. like a neutral party. Okay. I like that. Damn it. You I don't, I don't know if neutral stuff. per se. 
well, I don't but, know if neutral no, per se, I, I, but I, think, I, I still think of that as like a neutral thing. Like if he's acting in a, in a, uh, um, a I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use the term prison guard, uh, because that's what, that's kind of what we're at with him now. Um, mm-hmm. where he's, it's, it's not that he doesn't want anything to go down and see them, but he just doesn't want them to escape. And now they are having the ability to influence outside races to start the kind of like the, the prison break effort. So he's, Mm -hmm. so, so if, if (laughs) it's, they're really creating a complex solution to a really simple problem, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) let's not kill the worm gods. Let's just kill everything they can interact with to stop them. Like I, that seems like a really, really, really complex solution to the easy, to the easy problem of, well, you know, but I, but I, we don't even know because if, if they're not even there, like they're, you can't kill them. They're in a different, we, we're right. under the assumption that they're in a different plane of existence. So, and I, I think that's, that's probably the, the big stickler is like, yeah. there probably isn't a way to deal direct harm to them, like to, to so do we, anything and, to and them. And because they are having to indirectly do things to get to this side, we have to, indir- like I say, we, the, the beings of this existence have to indirectly do things to stop them from doing that. Like that. Cause there's, there's yeah. no true, there's no, there's no physical being down there. I don't think, I think that there is just a, a projection. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and it's interesting that the Leviathan is not, is very specifically not like going after, or at least it's not described at this point as going after, uh, the armies of Oryx and Savathun and whatnot. Very much um, taking it's, a, is a specifically, of yeah, specifically going after just ships and engines that uh, are implied to be spacefaring. So I think the Leviathan may be approaching this from a perspective of like, I don't fucking care what you do in Fundament. You can burn this place to the ground. I just don't want you leaving it. I I, I wonder if it's even more than that. Like I wonder if it's like a like he doesn't he he's because he he looks at the light as or the sky as being um inherently good i at least i think that's the way the leviathan sees the sky or, or the light um maybe sees it as the better choice for sure yes that's a that's a definitely a better way to describe it um maybe he sees it he sees it as like i can't actively kill these these species because that's just kind of and and again i'm using right and wrong as 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 points of reference um but that's 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 what i'm going to use um so he's he's saying well it's it's wrong to kill these species but it's not necessarily wrong to just stop them to stop their ships right their ships are just you know in or inorganic hunks of metal like there's there's nothing alive about their ships so right. destroying a a building or a ship or a or a car or whatever who cares right like let them keep building it. They'll keep building it. That's fine. That's that's up to them. But I'm still giving them uh, the respect of life, right? Like I'm still letting. I, I can't. I don't want to say letting them live because then that makes them sound like this big old tyrant of like, oh well, you know that that species over there. I let them live on Tuesday, but uh, you know when Wednesday comes around, screw those guys. They're dead. Uh, so, yeah. I think. I think really what what it is is the Leviathan is doing everything in its power to allow them to continue to allow them to have a choice. 
There it is. I, there it is. The choice. Yeah. Because truly, if if Leviathan was was prison guard and its mission was don't let anything get down to where these worm gods are, um, he should have just swatted their ship. Right. And killed them before they ever got there, and certainly seemed to have the ability to do so based on their description of its size. Absolutely. Uh, and the sisters wouldn't have stood a chance at that no, point. No way. Like they would have been um, dead. Like that would have been boop, problem solved. But even after they rejected the Leviathan's warning, it, there's like there was no battle. He didn't right. try and try and stop them physically, at least not as far as we know. Uh, so I, I think it really comes down to the Leviathan believes that they need to choose that, that they still have the capacity to choose to turn away from the dark, turn away from the deep and that's go a, back still, to the light, go back to the sky. Super interesting concept, right? Like it's, he's not inherently telling them like light is good and dark is bad, but he's like, Hey, may, maybe, Maybe stop choosing the dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no. It's it's not it's not a very clear cut. Yes and no, right or wrong, light or dark. He's just he's just kind of like um, I'm. You still have a choice, but maybe stop well, choosing option B. You know. <laughs> so we're. This is very very off tangent here. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. But if if we really want to dig a little into pure light and pure dark, because um, okay. I think that the the concept of saying one is good and one is bad, I know it makes things simpler, uh, but really, I think is is inherently incorrect. It is. It absolutely um, is incorrect, and I and that's that's why I hate using the the right and wrong because those aren't the those aren't even the right words to describe the two of them. I I think it's still. But that that's that's so, the closest I can come up with I, to think no, of it. No, I, I know, and it's it's the easiest to like convey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without needing a whole bunch of qualifiers, but there, to, to yes. put this in perspective, if we look at the extremes, and we say a a world where the darkness wins, a world where there is no light and it is only dark. Okay. As far as we know means that a single entity, a single thing is standing alone in an empty universe because everything else has been destroyed by it. Like that, that is the perfect resolution to the universe in the darkness's most extreme point of view. Okay. Now we look at the most extreme on the other side, a, world of light okay where darkness is completely gone uh there there is a lore card that actually describes what this world of pure light would be like um and i i tried to google it quickly and did not did not find it uh in time here that's okay we'll Um, give a plug to our future episode that'll that'll be enough we'll cover that in our light versus darkness episode (laughs) stay tuned for more (laughs) so the uh but in that lore card i'm I'm paraphrasing because this is off memory from what i recall it was a world of pure blinding light uh where everything 
was still alive. Every single being in the universe was still alive, just suffering and screaming for the light to let them die. <laughs> was essentially what what it was. So it's interesting uh, because that still leads us back to the 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 I and this is me looking at it from the mathematic portion or the mathematic side of it of the darkness there's one being that is it. On the other side, the light there's infinite beings and that is it. But neither side inherently is a right or wrong. That is just two sides of that's that's just two ends of the number line, right? Like Mm-hmm. nothing and infinity you know so that's that's, that's it. as soon as you said like there was one and it's like that was it i was like i know where he's going with this and then you said there were <laughs> every being was alive they're just screaming for death because the, they just they are so tired of living type thing like that that's very much that's that's the opposite ends of the spectrum right like so so it's 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 not a right or wrong spectrum it is a zero or infinite spectrum yeah is the way is 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 and probably the way I, I need to start looking start phrasing it more yeah i think i think it's a little harder to understand if you don't have the background context around why we may refer to it that way yeah um but i think it's more accurate to the destiny in- interpretation of these forces absolutely um, absolutely but yeah, so that that's a little tangent there. Uh, the other la- the other only other bit about uh, verse two two that I thought was interesting is that Sivu Arath is the only sister uh, after being morphed uh, in this case a night morph um, where they where the worms are referring to her as O noun mine and in specific oh general hours i was gonna say they're, uh, so they're specifically talking to her when they say oh general mine like they're not talking to the other ones no they are they are already exerting influence over the more warmongering sister uh which i'm which curious is if very that's interesting a, I, i'm curious if that's just a if that's like a uh what would you call that a a like they just had, I don't know if they just happen to so they just so happen to pick the warmongering one, or if like putting ex- exerting influence over the warmongering one is the easiest of the three, because the other one I think being cunning and the other one being is. knowledge. Like I, I, I do. I think that I think that they chose that one because that is just the easiest, the, the path of least resistance. Right. Like that's that's the easiest this, one to influence. This one will be the most controllable sharp weapon so we're gonna pick this one from the get-go if we can manipulate and connive the others into doing what we want great but we always want to have you know the blunt instrument in our back pocket to just go to war with things if we need it to absolutely uh and i find this interesting because i for whatever reason i haven't thought about this until now uh right now in the destiny universe uh is being hunted by Sivurath uh, using the Taken. And it is said that although Sivurath has been given uh, command of these Taken, she is not taking. Right. 
she is under control of another entity which is telling her to hunt Savathun and is giving her the troops to do it. Uh, this other entity is un... Right. The, this other entity is yet unnamed in game. It's probably Yol. Oh. You know, it, the, the worm god. Yeah. Uh, I, like th- I like that theory. They They seem you know, as close to the dark as anything we've seen would make sense that they, well, it would absolutely make sense that they have the ability to take because that's where Oryx learned it. Right. Uh, so I'm guessing that the worm gods or, or Yol itself I, I, is I the one Yol, Yol. pulling the strings. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think that might be who is directing Sipu Wrath in the current season of destiny. I think I think you're right on that one, and and the, I I like I like that uh, that very uh, um, distinct thing of Zebu Wrath is not taking. She does not have that power. She has just been basically gifted forces um, that just so mm-hmm. happen to be taken, and that's like the main forces forces of the dark is is the taken. But I but. I can't even say like the Taken are the main forces of the dark. They just, those are the more, those are the, I'm curious if those are the only ones that exist in this plane of existence. Well, the, the Taken thus far have been very exclusive to the hive and by, um, by proxy to the worms. And what, what I, I, what I mean by that, obviously any race can be taken. Right. Um, but I mean, we have only ever seen the hive, utilize the taken uh and we have only ever seen you know in the hive get their power uh or or this is jumping ahead a little bit so i'm trying to avoid particulars uh oryx was the only hive that could directly take right uh he learned that ability from the worms which means presumably the worms know how to take uh and if one knows how, then but we, presumably all of them know how. Probably all of them. But we have never seen, at least I don't think, any other agent of the dark be involved with the Taken directly. Uh, I don't believe we've seen Taken in direct reference to inside or guarding a pyramid ship or anything like that. Tetrahedron ship. Uh <laughs> you're welcome um so i wonder if the act of taking is something that stems from darkness and and is some is a dark power quote unquote i think so but i hesitate to say it's the only one it might be the only one that the hive have access to so that's that's what i think i think that and i I still think that this is this is true. I think one of the the darkness subclasses that we are going to see as guardians is going to be some form of taken whatever. I don't know that we'll be directly taking enemy and like forming an army in front of ourselves. Like I don't think that it's going to be that extreme, but I think that taking so full Diablo necromancer. Right. Like I don't think that's <laughs> no, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Uh, which I mean, if I could, let's see here. I'd probably have, I don't know. 
Would I do the Vex? I think I would do the Vex. I think taking Vex are some of the most terrifying because then I can mess with time and I can mess with space. Um, wow, that just taking phalanxes. Taking fail. Oh, just taking phalanxes. Oh God, no! Fuck those walls boopers. Of just walls of just them. boopers <laughs> of walls and walls of boopers. Um, shit. All right, you win. Well, that's this is why I'm not a commander in a battlefield. Uh, so, <laughs> so. If, if For I, the record, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. So I, I think that taken uh, or the ability to take is a tool of the darkness just as stasis is, right? Like stasis itself yeah. is not darkness. It is just a way to use darkness and we as guardians are able to channel that darkness into a tool that we call stasis. I think taken is the same thing. And the worms are using the tool darkness or the, the, yeah, the tool darkness and channeling it into the tool taking, taking. And, and that is just how they are using it. So I, I am a 100% Mm -hmm. under the belief that the, one of the subclasses, um, if if we're gonna have three and three, which that's that's just what I I mean, I that seems to be the implication, right? Like we have no way of of confirming that or, or saying like this is exactly where they're heading or anything. But everything seems to lead to the point that we're gonna have three light subclasses and three darkness subclasses, and I am fully under the belief that one of those darkness subclasses will be a taken something. Like I said, I don't I don't think it'll be as direct as hey. I took a phalanx and now I have a phalanx fighting for me. I think it'll no. be something more nuanced than that. But I, I, again, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a game designer. Yeah. No. Or a no, general or anything a, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a fair, uh, fair prediction and we'll, we'll see if it comes true. There we go. But, so let's go ahead and move on to the next verse here, which is verse two, three. Uh, titled Into the Sky. You have done well, Oryx. Can you feel the growth of your worm? Can you feel your will beginning to warp mere law? At times we detect sadness in you. Understand, long thinker, that you enact a sacred and majestic task. Existence is the struggle to exist. Only by playing the game to its final unconditional victory can we complete the universe your war is divine work we are free from fundament's core and savathun's cutters are ready to fly with sivu arath victorious we have opened a wound at kaharn a wound leading to a geostationary orbit behold we are faithful to our covenant we have no future on Fundament, but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. Uh, so another time jump, just kind of relaying events that have happened. Uh, it's interesting that they are saying that uh, Auerix, uh is showing some... They, they say some sadness, some like sympathy for sure. being these bloodthirsty monsters, essentially. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, are, are kind of just 
nailing, you know, really pounding away at their their doctrine of like, no, what you're doing is is holy, it's, is divine, it's divine work, work. You know, yeah, I I, I uh, like that that saying that divine work, like it's that's very that's very much a a pretentious like God thing, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is, this is just like th- this is the hives version of crusades. Yep, is is all it is. Um, but they're confirming they're now free of Fundament's core and Savathun um, has established cutters, which I assume are ships yep. uh, that are ready to fly. Uh, and they are uh, in orbit. The The worms are in geostationary orbit and they're saying, you know, behold, we are faithful to our covenant. We are, uh, using our spacefaring abilities to get your people off of Fundament. And we're going to use the moons of Fundament to be um, new, the, the first new homes for your people. Uh, and I believe this is probably what is going to be the first of the Hive War Moons. Yeah. Um, which we have not actually ever seen in-game yet. Yeah, hopefully soon. But. Well, and and so the the previous verse talked about how the synergy is going to happen, like the the or the synergy has already come to pass, and the the wave is coming. You've got two years yep. to to clear out, and anything that's left in two years is dead. Yep, they're they're saying the wave is already started. It's just going to take it a little less than two years to reach from wherever it started to to get to you. So that's how long you have to GTFO. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, so then that is a now. Is that then a confirmed uh, event? Then so this is no longer like a the the Scissorgy was what whatever wasn't like the Scissorgy wasn't supposed to happen, but for whatever reason it has happened, and that wave is 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 actively happening. Yes, I, that, that's how I read happened. it because it. It says the syzygy has passed. Yeah. The God wave will reach you in less than two years. Which yeah. I take to be like, it's happened. It just is starting on the other end of the world and it's going to take that long to, you know, get to you. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, which is mighty convenient, <laughs> might I say, <laughs> that it, yeah. it happened in a location that gave them, you know, nearly two years of time to... Yeah, really uh, figure out how to break the worms out and Weird. go to orbit. Like, hmm, hmm. Uh, I was just going to, if, if the syzygy was being done maliciously by the sky to eradicate the ability for the worms to escape, to, to get rid of the, the species on the planet, to keep the worms there, you'd think they'd aim it a little better. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you think they would start this thing like, you know, maybe just offshore, but maybe it takes that long for a god wave to form. I mean, I uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. it does because I mean, look at Titan. Titan was, I mean, there was within thirty minutes that t- that now granted, Titan is a moon, and it's much smaller than what Fundament is, or at least my understanding of it. Titan doesn't have fifty-two moons. Hell, I okay. Yeah. Now I've got to Google how many moons Jupiter has because that's. I think it's. I don't think it's fifty-two. I don't. I don't think it's even fifty. I think it's only like forty. Maybe it's only like thirty moons. Okay, so moons of Jupiter. If 
playing Spellwraith. Uh, let's see here. Jupiter has... Oh, God. Um, Jupiter has 80 moons. Overachiever. Well, shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, that just fucked that theory right off the board. Well, fine Jesus. then. Yeah, <laughs> screw us and our... Holy shit. Oh, my God. Like... Okay, so the Galilean moons are by far the largest and the most massive objects to orbit Jupiter, with the remaining 76 known moons and the rings together composing just 0.003% of the total orbiting mass. Well, shit. All right, well, we'll just, we'll just let Jupiter sit overachieve. In its corner with its, yeah, its clearly. Friends. Uh, say but speaking of moons we have some interesting things about fundaments moons here in the next verse okay um so this is verse two four titled 52 and one good news the 52 moons of fundament host a star-faring civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far Tawix's ship fled towards the large ice moon where a species of bony, six-armed cephalopods keep their icy capital. Savathuns named them the Ammonite. They seem eager to grant Tawix asylum. Idiots. We tried appealing to their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful. Basically because they're already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we've devised a plan. Our organs detect a 53rd moon in orbit of fundament, a traveler, a divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the syzygy. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Ammonite are out of the way, we can deal with the traveler. Do not hesitate. You're fighting the hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite. Avenge your ancestors. Uh, so a few things here. That's that the elixir. Worthy of note. It is not the elixir. Really? Uh, to me, it it very much seems like the elixir because I mean the the way it's being described, at least to me, is you know they're they are agents of the moon. They're already happy. Like that to me seems like the 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 splicers of the elixir, and they're they're six six armed cephalopods. Six-armed cephalopods keeping to their icy capital. Um, I don't, I don't think it's the elixir. You don't think I, so? Well, because I'm and and again, when I think of icy, right? Like the fallen on Europa seem to have a pretty fine time there. Like they're not hindered by any, they don't they're not having to wear any extra layers of clothing or anything. Like they're pretty chill out there on Europa. So I, to me, now again, this could be completely wrong, but to me, that says that. It, a lot of evidence here is pointing that that is the elixir. Well, let's see. So I, I don't immediately disagree, but I don't know that that's what they're aiming for here. Right. Um, and a lot of this comes down to, we, we don't know enough about this, this moon 
that these cephalopod people live on. Fair enough. Uh, we also have no idea what the whirlwind looked like, which was the Elixnes collapse. That's true. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to lay out both scenarios here. Okay. And we'll, we'll see kind of which one we, we maybe like. Okay. So we know that the traveler did, uh, you know, come to the Elixni and uh, give them a golden age of their own, that they were, you know, a very pleasant people, were, were very, uh, you know, were, were very peaceful by all accounts, a very technologically advanced uh, civilization. And they are, you know, some usually described in like a crustacean or insectoid manner. So cephalopod would fit. Uh, they do have six arms. If you count, you know, the, the four upper arms and the two legs, right. Um, which they all would have had during their, their golden age because, you know, ether was just in their atmosphere. Um, now, the way I could see this playing out is the traveler was assisting the Elixni at the same time as keeping watch over Fundament. The worms broke out. The traveler went, oh, fuck. I need to leave. Uh, oh. Because, and we've talked about this before, the Elixni can manipulate light, but they cannot wield it. Right. Not like Guardians can. Right. Uh, they have the to traveler have some being sort of an interface to interface with the light in order to use it. Right. To as as in the splicers and even then it's it has never been shown to be in a militaristic form. Right. It's Correct. Usually like to power something else or to you know manipulate a a system of some sort but never like weaponized. Right. Um so the traveler if if we're following along with this theory, let's say Reese the the city of the Elixni. We don't know what the Elixni's homeworld was called, I don't think. But we That's know the true. city was Reese. Uh, so let's say Reese did exist on this moon. The Traveler was orbiting this moon of Fundament because it was hanging out with the Elixni. Uh, the worms broke out. And the Hive followed Tauix, who went to the Elixni homeworld for... Uh, sanctuary and the traveler saw the worms coming and peace the fuck out and the elixir had their collapse when the worms reached them this sounds very plausible <laughs> everything about that it, sounds very highly plausible it does what bothers me is the omission of certain information if that were true okay uh, because we have, I was Elixni say, we have Elixni that uh, lived through this. Yeah, that lived so through their collapse. Why would they not know Varix. Of, of Oryx or or, or Sabathun or or Zebrath or even the Hive? Right? Like, why would they right. not have told us? Hey, there's like I know you don't like us, but fuck us, we're not that bad. There's this other group of guys that are just downright freaking evil, and maybe we should stop them. Well, even even just uh, maybe maybe they didn't warn us, generally speaking, um, like as a as a race. But 
even with conversations with Mithrax or Varix, because they have talked about Reese and about like, not in any detail, but they have talked about when the whirlwind hit. Right. And so, like, Aramis was at the there. whirlwind. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. Most of her generals were at the whirlwind. Absolutely. And, like, never are the hive mentioned in any capacity. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so, and okay. Okay. I guess to be fair, during the the golden age collapse of humanity, the hive are never mentioned or anything like a hive. So let me uh, let me present this to you then. Is it just a matter of perspective? They, as as much as a whirlwind happened and a collapse happened, whatever that entailed, the elixni didn't see it as relevant enough to say, hey, this this other race that looks and acts just like this hive, because obviously they would have no way of, of saying, hey, this is a hive, right? Like, if they've never seen a hive before, this is just another thing. Like, whatever this alien race is, is, is has well, attacked at us. At the time, sure. But by the time we're talking to them... Oh, absolutely, they have absolutely. A, they've come in contact with them. Absolutely. And I, I would think at that point... When Varix is talking about, you know, the fall of Reese, he'd be like, yeah, and then the hive invaded, or we we were fighting off sure. hive as we were, you know, loading up ships to abandon our world, like something. Yeah. <laughs> it, okay. it just seems like an odd omission if this was truly the the, the planet that, okay. that the fallen were on. Okay. Um it is interesting that they that Bungie has written in a race that seems very physiologically similar. <laughs> uh, like, hey, so there I just so I don't know to be another moon with a bunch of things that just so happen to look just like Fallen, but they weren't called Fallen or Elixney. They were this other race of cephalopods that got conquered. That's no they happen longer... to have a traveler dancing around that that's the other thing <laughs> so it's it's so it's what, what do they call that um it's so retconning a, a, a it, it's it has the ability <laughs> to be retconned back to like oh yeah no that was totally like varix just forgot to tell us like he didn't think it was worth it yeah, and, yeah. and mithrax was you know he was in the building when they attacked and so he didn't see who they <laughs> were right like that's that would be a total yeah. like fuck you answer but that that's exactly how that could go that would be a Star Wars answer. So it's, that would it's be. totally hundred uh, percent. But um, but I find this bit of information interesting. So, uh, I think I'm of the belief, unless we get additional information, that just purely by the omission of those details from the Elixni that we know were there, uh, I don't think these are the Elixni. That we know, okay. maybe it's a this, this could have been a colony. Um, Ooh, now there's of, a theory of Elixni, or or you know it they could have been a, a group of Elixni that colonized a different planet and that planet got pulled in. Um, there's a to theory. the orbit of of uh, Fundament. You know that I guess it's not impossible that they could be fallen, but just not of the ones that we have interacted with that now there's um, a theory that 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 seems more plausible and more likely because if we if we take what if if we take what we know about the traveler right the, the traveler can obviously terraform moons like that and mm-hmm. planets like that's a that's just like a 
hey, this is a Tuesday. I'm going to go terraform Mars. All right. Well, we'll see you next Thursday. All right. Thanks. Um, oh, that gave me a really awesome idea, actually. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. What? What? It, not, not, not mind melting or anything, I don't think. Liar. Uh, you always melt my mind. If the trap. If the Traveler can terraform, we know Traveler can terraform planets, and if the Traveler was terraforming planets for the Elixni prior to terraforming for humanity, can it, assuming it would not be bad for humans, could it put ether into Earth's atmosphere and let the Elixni just live there and not need their breathers and ether tanks and things? What if it just picked, like, it could just pick another moon, right? Yeah, or just pick an unha- uninhabited planet. Holy shit. That, that would be cool, to give them a new, like, they, they have a, a refugee camp in the city, which right. is great, but if the Traveler was ever up and running enough to, like, actually do to something other than float yeah. menacingly. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> 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 so that just fucked me up. That just completely <laughs> screwed me up. It just floats menacingly. I am the traveler. <laughs> you will so, you will cower in my presence. <laughs> like that no, no I'm, I'm gonna glow a little. I'm a, I'm oh now I've got rocks floating around me, but those aren't even rocks. That's part of me. Oh oh I'm gonna put myself back together. But not all of me. I'm gonna leave that shard laying over there at the EDZ, because that just looks silly if I was a complete ball. But since everyone's already known me as like an incomplete ball, like why would I make myself a complete ball? So you know, it's whatever. It's fine. That can say, yeah, no, that's exactly. How else am I going to send you on weird spirit missions to get home? Exactly, exactly. How else am I going to charge you three dollars and fifty cents to get unlock your middle tree subclasses? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but that so just th- opened a can of worms. <laughs> 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 that's for a different podcast that is a very different <laughs> podcast we'll stick to the lore here uh but yeah so that but uh everything so that to me seems like the more plausible scenario right like if this was another moon that that the elixni had gone to or tried to colonize because obviously we in our own system did the same thing like as soon as this yeah i mean hell we went to io we went to mars we went to to venus you know we had the entire ishtar collective on venus like that there were whole cities on Mars and like it, everything about that idea of that moon being a colony moon for the, for, you know, X number of fallen seems like a plausible thing. Yeah. And the other thing that I find really interesting here. Um, so they refer to the Ammonite as hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite referring to, uh, the traveler on yep. fundament or, or orbiting fundament. So <clears throat> whether it's true or not, uh, the worms are declaring that the Ammonites are in some kind, are, are receiving some kind of relationship with the traveler, like be that technology, be that knowledge, like they are benefiting from the traveler in the same way the Elixni did in the same way humanity did. Um, I, I feel like this is an Elixni colony then. I feel like it's an Elixni colony. I think that is the it, most that, that makes idea. sense. 
I, until I get conclusive info that it is the Elixney homeworld, I'm just going to headcanon it as an Elixney colony. I, I, I think um, that's the safest route because like, uh, the points that you bring up are, are absolutely valid. Like that, The fact that Variks doesn't directly say, and then the hive attacked, or Mithrax was like, oh, and then we met the hive. and the, you know, There's never any mention of that when Reese collapses. So because of that that is the one like what what would that be that that'd be like the the one thing pointing to this this place that is being described right now in this verse as not the elixir mm-hmm. homeworld um but definitely definitely could have been an elixir colony um cuz does it does it te- does it say what happens to this to this ammonite to the to these ammonites uh so it it does later on okay. um but I've got one other point that I want to bring up that I think is important in this verse. Uh, so it says, or the, the worms say, our organs detect a 53rd moon in the orbit of fundament. The, the first very minor point, they don't seem to really even know how to refer to like their own sensory yeah. organs. They don't, they're <laughs> like, like their they, eyes, they're their ears. Like, I can see this. My eyes see this. They're like, my organs detect. Like that's a very... Uh, that to me that's a very odd way of describing that (laughs) right but that's i mean think of the nine yeah right same and i i think that just reinforces the theory of like they don't they do they're coming to terms with how things work in this in this world yes they are from a different plane of existence okay 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 so if that is the case is that why they can use wish magic? Because they don't understand our plane of existence? Because they're not from our plane of existence. Maybe so. Because uh... if, if they use the same uh, O noun mind as the Ahamkara, and we've theorized before that the Ahamkara are possibly related to them, whether it be, you know, they have some sort of similar over overarching parent thing way the hell up there um, in their family tree that that to me says that all of these things are obviously truly from another plane of existence they never originated in this universe this plane of existence and that they are breaking free of whatever they are they to me the worms are doing it in a conquering sense like they want mm-hmm. to break free of that other plane of existence and have dominion over something and that's something just so happens to be our universe. Um, because Fundament itself, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know, is Fundament in our universe? Uh, sorry, sorry, is Fundament in our galaxy? I don't think we're ever given information enough to know okay. one way or the other. Because that's, that's one thing I've always been curious of, is, is Fundament in another galaxy? Um, is is fundament just even further out than Pluto, right? Like, is it still part of our solar system? Like, oh, I, I don't think it's part of our solar system at all. Right. Um, like, I don't think that either. I, 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 I think it is part of our galaxy, but I, I, I truly don't know. I yeah, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it was outside of our galaxy, just by nature of. And this is something we'll discover as we continue reading the the books of sorrow. The hive are old. 
and okay. they have conquered a lot of planets before they ever got to us. Okay, uh, so that that may actually lead credence to that they are not from this galaxy then. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I found a, I found some additional information on Reese, the uh, homeworld. Uh, so uh, is Reese the homeworld, or is that the city on the homeworld? So it, it's both. Okay. Uh, it's like we had if we were to name a city earth on earth it's, it's, the same like, it's like new thing. york new york um yeah yep um but it is described in uh one of the lore cards as having uh carefully tended lakes and rivers along with fields of lush iridescent crops and groves of starkly colored trees that does not sound like an ice ball to me. No, not at all. Uh, it sounds nothing like so. That's very much a, a I think that's an M class type planet, right? Like that would be a, a an Earth like planet. Yeah. So I think that's kind of nail in the coffin for uh, for that being the the Lixney homeworld. I'm I'm sticking with that colony theory. I I like um, the colony theory. I I truly do. I I really like the colony theory. But so what I was. The, the point I was really trying to get to with this, um, so our organs detect a 53rd mood in the orbit of fundament, a traveler, divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the syzygy. Uh, a, they're laying blame of the syzygy, yeah. oh, syzygy they're absolutely on the traveler. Saying, hey, that thing over there did it. See, we, we see it. There it is. It, that thing did it. But here's here's the thing I really want to point out. They say... A traveler. Oh. Not the, not the traveler. traveler. Oh. You Divine presence you. of the sky. Uh, I think this implies, and I, I kind of agree with this theory and have had it myself for a while. I think we've even um, talked about this theory. I don't think there's just one traveler. I think the traveler is just I a think, ship, just like all the tetrahedron ships are yeah i think the uh now there may be fewer of them uh or at least we have not seen them in the numbers that we've seen the the darkness ships um i'm just saying but, if in one of these expansions we detect something on the outskirts of our universe and it or on the outskirts of our solar system and instead of a bunch of triangles coming towards us, it's a bunch of circles coming towards us. That's just going to completely prove us right. Oh yeah. No, I I think the traveler is one of a one of, of at least a few. Um, hopefully many. I I uh, think many because I I don't I don't think that in so okay so if we go with the idea of like the light and dark right like the 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 light being the the infinite right the the most complex thing and the darkness being the simplest the the lowest common denominator um type of of entity the fact that the darkness has as many ships as it does would lead me to believe that the light would need at least that many ships if not more that would make sense but it, it, it could it could also be like a it could also be the opposite right like the darkness believes it needs that many ships to be the overwhelming force, whereas the light says, oh, well, I only need like two or three, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, so these are all very big questions to ponder, but if we 
uh, accept the assumption that there is more than one traveler. The traveler of fundament could be a completely different traveler than the one on Earth, which can be a completely different traveler than the one that actually abandoned the Elixni. Oh, shit. Now, presumably, the Elixni followed their traveler, and that's how they ended up at Earth. Um, but we don't know how they followed them, how they tracked it. Was that's it just a, energy signature? That's a genuine, mind-blowing concept. Like, what if all uh, of these we travelers are not the same traveler? Are not are the same traveler. Throughout the books. Like, or throughout any type of... Oh, my God. Well, shit. <laughs> all right. All right. Continue on so, with your uh, mind-blowing theories and lore, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. That, uh, but that, I mean, you're not wrong though. Like that's that's a totally valid theory. Like that's a that uh, there's nothing to say that they're since it is being referred to as a traveler by the worm gods, they are not calling it the traveler. Implies, and if anyone were to know, I would the, assume they right? would know because that that would so that to me says like. But why would why would the worm gods? Oh man! All right, continue. Yeah, that just that just created so. a thousand more questions <laughs> than it did answers. Thanks, Myth. Uh huh. You're welcome. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely get to sleep tonight. That's now. what I'm here for. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, we go to verse two five now. Born as prey. This is unacceptable. Are you so weak? Born as prey and doomed to die by predator? Oryx's failure of resolve led us to catastrophe. The Ammonite fleets under Chroma Admiral Ref Refreet have pressed us back to the sixth moon. Once more we find ourselves burrowing into a world's core to survive. Sevathun you must draw Oryx out of his catatonia. We make, make him understand the ideals of peace and stability he clings to are cancers, brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are the bait stars the sky uses to blind its slaves. War is the natural rectification of inequality, the universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. Shivuar Wrath, you cannot defeat the Ammonites and Tawaks in line combat. We propose new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength and find a way to disperse the broods across these many moons. If we cannot defeat their strength, we will infect their weakness. A uh, few things happening here that I think are worthy of note. So Oryx has failed. They they tried to they tried to attack the Ammonites, um, or intended to attack the Ammonites, and Aurox, I uh, I keep saying Oryx. It, couldn't it's do still it. Aurox, right? It's still Aurox at this okay. point. Yeah, I know the bungee in their names. It's, uh, it's fine. But they, uh, but Aurox seems to still have ideals of peace. And stability. He he still has these ideals of like not just slaughtering everything. 
Um, so is that is that kind of like a like back to the back to his the the very beginnings of the krill where it's where it's that osmium court where it's like hey we have we have a court and we have we're regal and we're we rule the land justly and fairly type thing is that do you think it's that type of mentality still kind of breaking through i think it's some of that and i think it, it is also the fact that our our rocks or our rosh in pre-hive uh <clears throat> was the curious one was the the book learned one the was the one that yep. wanted to advance their civilization through knowledge uh <clears throat> and believed that that was the best path for progress very much the opposite uh, of of zebu wrath right like that very much the yeah zebu zebu is very much under the and that's and that to me is where like it, it's that uh <laughs> what is that it's it's like the it's like the 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 brute versus the sorcerer right like the brute yeah. is like I'm gonna <laughs> conquer the battlefield by sheer like overwhelming force and the strongest survives and then the wizard's like nah I'm just gonna wit him to death you know I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna play a battle of wits and a battle battle of mind power and so I I I think that's very much two sides of that and it's it's interesting to me too because then if we th- if we think of it like that we can almost think of uh, Savathun is the dexterity, right? Like the the dodginess, the 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 rogue, the yeah. roguelike, right? So it's it's there's very much that to me the three sisters now kind of represent those three points of of any. <laughs> if we look at it in a very you know obtuse way, that's like it's a very uh, uh, RPG type thinking right the three sisters with the three yeah. types of 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 fighting that's it's just it's just instrument interesting to me that it's that it, it just so happens to line up that way i don't know if that's the intention or or what but but way to go bungee writers it, it think is that way yeah it is interesting that it, it lines up that way they've got you know their their mage their rogue and their tank absolutely uh, what they are neglecting is a healer, which is probably why we can <laughs> kick Oryx's <laughs> ass at the end. Uh, <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> Any good? You can't. You can't dodge heal. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> Until Witch Queen, apparently. God damn uh, it! God damn it! <laughs> Class change. Class change. <laughs> We're all just hunters now. No. Uh, oh, God, no. Uh, we're all just banging our heads on the ceilings with stompies. Oh, this is uh, very true. <laughs> there might be a little, I, all right. a little class bias coming not, through. Not to, not to completely tangent off. I have never and will never and cannot use stompies when I play my hunter. And I say when I play my hunter because I am very much a warlock main. And that's the way I will stay for the rest of eternity. Um, and so when I when I get on the hunter and everyone's like, "Oh, Stoppies is the greatest thing ever," and I'm like, "It just it it makes you jump. Like my my X button already does that. Why do I need something in game to make me jump?" It do, they, See, hunters hunters are very jealous of warlocks. They and are. So they do everything in their life, everything possible, to be touching the ground as little as possible because exactly. they want to get the floaty feeling that's exactly they they, they want to get the floaty they just feeling fly. and uh i'm i'm really hoping so, and so this whole time uh one of our other uh good good members uh t and italiano has been in here um 
and I'm just kind of hoping we're just kind of poking him to death because <laughs> I know he does love a good hunter. Yeah, well. But that's okay. We we know so, he's a secret yeah, warlock with the with the yeah yeah I mean clearly. I mean everyone's uh, everyone's just a warlock. It just takes them time to realize it. Right. It's you're either a warlock or you just don't know it yet. Or you like, haven't gotten those there are yet. the only two. Yep. That's yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> The war has begun. (laughs) (laughs) Lines have been drawn. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know where we tangent off of this from, but is there any way to tangent back Um, in or are we just hard, hard segue back? Yeah. Hard, hard left turn. Uh, Like, like when they do the, when they do the scene changes in movies and it just, the screen just swipes left and it's like, we're there now. Yep. That's that's what's yep. happening. We're not Swipe even left. doing a fade out. We're just we're just there. Yep. Uh, so they are saying that uh, Auric's Auric's. I I say it different every time because I'm trying not to say Ulrich's yep. and fail <laughs> sometimes failing. Um, but yeah, so they're saying he was weak. He tried to seek peace instead of conquering, and that lost us this made these battles in this war uh we've had to go into hiding again now in one of the moons uh like literally bore into one of these moons and we want you to spread your forces across the the other moons that are uninhabited and that's and that's the worms the breed, worm god saying essentially that they, that's the worm god saying that they had to bore into the moons right that's not like the hive yes as a whole no that's the worm gods okay. um they're saying once more we find ourselves burrowing into a world's core to survive. Because uh, I, I was curious if it if if that was talking about the hive, just because I mean the hive are very much burrowers. Like it, I mean when you go to true, the moon, yeah. like the the moon is all ninety percent of the moon for the hive is inside the moon. You know, like there's very so they, little surface presence. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Yeah, maybe that would little, make sense. Maybe it's like the royal we, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I find interesting here um, that I think lends a little credence to our This is an Elixni colony uh, is some of the names, actually. So the Ammonite fleet under uh, Chroma Admiral Rafrit have been pressed back to the sixth moon. Um, oh, have pressed us back to the sixth moon. So, uh, Chroma Admiral is spelt very similarly to Chroma Rush, the gun, which is go. from Season of the Splicer. Uh, and Refreet, uh, although we have not heard that exact name before, is spelt with two eyes, very similar to a just, lot of other Elixir like names. Literally Reese, yep. Reese Walker, Reese, just like Reborn, Reese. Reese. Yeah, absolutely. I, yep. th- so this, I think this that just is, lends this is an Elixir colony then. That's, that yeah. that double I and the chroma thing, this is an elixir colony, full stop. Yeah, so I think that just lends some credence to that theory. Uh, but they're saying, like, Shivu Wrath, we cannot defeat them in one-on-one combat right now. Uh, we need to breed our army back to strength, disperse across the moons, and, and literally create more forces. Yep. Uh, that, that, that old, like, uh, first... it's that old command and conquer oh, yep. adage, right? Like, uh, uh, well, you know, three tanks didn't do it, so let me just sit here and mine everything and make, like, 30,000 <laughs> tanks. 
and like so many tanks that it's literally <laughs> like tanks are getting stuck behind tanks because they can't move fast enough and destroy stuff fast enough to get it surrounded. That's that to me is very much that mindset there of overwhelming force in, in sheer numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Say so if, if one didn't do it, let's try a hundred. There you go. Uh, and the hive have the ability to do it. So, uh, that leads us to the next verse. Yeah. So that they actually talk a little bit about that in the next one here. So this is verse two, six, which is a very important verse because it is titled the sword logic. At last, we knew curiosity would draw you back, Arox. In their desperation, the Ammonite have begun using paracausal weapons. What are these? How do they work? Wouldn't you like to know? Suffice to say that some powers in this universe are superordinate to mere material physics. The source of these weapons is the Traveler, the sky's bait star. Their effect is subtle but devastating. But you are armed to respond in kind. Savathun's mothers have listened carefully to our teachings. We will not give you the deep, King Orox. That power is for us, your gods. But we will teach you to call upon that force with signs and rituals. Small minds might call it magic. You are no longer bound by causal closure. Your will defeats law. Kill a hundred of your children with a long blade, Orox, and observe the change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. Your existence begins to define itself. Of course, High Orox, we know it was not curiosity alone that brought you back to the war. You felt your own death growing inside you. You must obey your nature. You must feed your worm. So this is the there's, first there's interpretation. There. This is, I think, the first kind of descriptor of what becomes the the fundaments of the sword logic. Uh, now, this this is something that I've that I've questioned for a long time. Is and I I think we've talked about it before. Is sword logic inherently darkness? created or is sword logic inherently worm god created or is sword logic inherently hive created well the worm gods are giving the foundation of this logic to oryx right now so we know for sure it at least starts with the worms um i would suspect that due to the worms being servants of the deep and the dark. Because that was going to be my next question. Are the wor- who's they, pulling the worm strings? Uh, so the worms are definitely servants of the darkness, the entity. Okay. Uh, and that that is proven later in the books of sorrow. Gotcha. Um, but uh, so I, I think that they get their logic. Essentially, they're just passing down the 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 what they believe and understand to be the fundamental truth is you know what they're now telling so okay so now this this brings up an interesting question or an interesting series of thoughts so if they are passing this down but they 
again, it, it comes down to them not fully understanding how this plane of existence or this universe works. And so is the sword logic just the worm's interpretation of what the deep is telling them? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, we have never seen a discussion directly between the worms and the dark, the you entity. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is like a giant um, game of telephone. So yeah. Like, oh, hey, it started off as the word, you know, elephant was the word and the word was good. And then by the time you get to the end of it, it's like penguin is the word and the word was bad. Like that... You know what I mean? Like it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that game yeah. of telephone that like it starts as one thing and ends up as another. But it's it it's it's not even like a it's not like a mishearing of of what the thing before you told you. It's a misunderstanding of what because you don't have a basis. It's that same logic, right? Of of I don't know how to fly because I don't know what the sky is. It's not that I don't know what flying is. I just don't know what the sky is. I don't have a word for this for a sky. So I, I inherently don't know what flying is. So to, to play devil's advocate here, I think that's a really interesting idea, and I, I do like that. Uh, another route that this could be looked at I'm just is trying to come up as cool a theory the, as you come up with. That's all it is. The, the worms are presenting uh, a way to turn this reality into one that they into the one that they know uh, okay. or as close as they can get to the one that they know. I do. I do um, like that. I do like that idea too, because so, so they like to me, they're trying to escape their reality to, to have dominion over this one. But if they don't, I don't think that's the case. You don't think so? I don't think they're so. And that, and that's something like they're not looking to rule over anything. Uh, the darkness is not looking to rule over anything. It's not looking to be king of the universe. It's okay. looking to complete the ah, universe. And okay. its version of completion is that one lone thing yeah. that has not is not ruling the universe. It is, is just the last, the last thing, thing is, in it, the universe. It is the strongest, bestest, greatest thing because everything else has died and that is the lone right. survivor so okay that that makes more sense then okay see this is what i'm saying like i'm trying to come up with as cool a series as you're coming up with but yours are just you have such a, a such a greater understanding of all the topics we cover that i'm just <laughs> i sometimes well, i'm just along for the really. ride <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and the the reason I say maybe they're trying to convert it or or show how to exert power over this universe in ways that they understand uh, as as worked in their previous space, the deep, um, because they're they're telling Oryx here, uh, your will defeats law. You are no longer bound by causal closure. Uh, kill a hundred of your children with a blade and observe a change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. So they, they are telling Oryx that when you do something with intention, your intention is literally changing the universe. It's almost like 
it, it, honestly, it's par it's paracausal. Absolutely, um, that's that's one hundred percent. So they're they're telling Oryx, you know, if whereas Guardians, if we draw a comparison, Guardians use paracausal powers to do to throw grenades and throw supers and you know all all that fun stuff. Um, to we we manifest paracausal power as like a physical thing, and then we do something with that thing. The the worms in seem to be describing to Oryx that your will is paracausal, your belief in doing something, and then the act of doing it is paracausal to the point where your your will to do something is affecting the universe. Is it almost like a, uh, I, I think therefore it exists. I think, I think that is what it is, what they're, what they're getting at. Like, like it's, it's if, so, so when we think when, when that, when that idea is, is presented, that's like self-awareness, right? Like that's the, that's the idea of, I think therefore I am. But in, mm-hmm. in this sense, it's very much a, but it's, it's more than just, I think it, I will it right like yeah, i it's, i and it's external yeah it's uh i i think it therefore it exists yeah or it comes to pass uh now the rub the the little caveat here that they slip in is that we will not give you the deep that power is for us your gods but we will teach you how to call upon that force with signs and rituals. So at this point, which is honestly just they're kind of rude. they're saying I know, right? <laughs> uh, but no. At look, this point, look at the shiny. Look at the shiny. You can't <laughs> have it, but we'll teach you how to play with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at this point they're saying like you can't do any of this directly. You can want something and perform a ritual to us. And we'll show you those rituals to like tap into our power, and then our power is what's actually going to accomplish this thing that you want. Which is, but I by mean, nature that's, that's of just, that's just leading more to they are not from this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is so... interesting too, because that means that because they are not of this universe, the physics of this universe are not. I mean that that absolutely makes the the worms themselves paracausal. Oh yeah, I mean, if we compare them to, uh, we have already drawn a lot of comparisons between them and the Ahamkara, and right. the Ahamkara are paracausal. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think the worms are are definitely. And and but I think it is because that because they are not of this this plane of existence or this universe that whatever universe or plane of existence they are from is like we we i i'm curious if it would be the same way right like if we stepped into that realm of existence would we even know what we're doing like we'd be describing self but they wouldn't have a they wouldn't have a a, a word for self or even an understanding of what self is would that would us describing self to them even mean anything to anyone on the other side i think we'll have that question answered if and when we ever see callus again because he's done exactly that that's literally but by by all accounts he got to the deep and is there presently 
Uh, so if we ever see him again and it's in some form that we can actually communicate with and, you know, get information out of, we may discover what it's like over there or at least some extra info. All right. All right. You, you, all right. So anyway, so our, so, so our uh, they're, they're telling him that you we we have this ability we have this power um and we're not going to just directly give it to you but we're going to show you how to tap into it which now everyone's going to look at it and go oh that's magic which now we have now we already have a saying for that like if something can't inherently be if something can't be explained by science then it is inherently magic so Mm -hmm. i that's that's what I think. Same is same kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and this this is essentially they have given us the very fundamental. This is what every hive ritual we have ever walked in on is doing. Yep. It is using one of these taught uh, rituals to tap into one of the worm god's paracausal powers to do something. So that being a known. Anytime we see one of these rituals where they are opening a a portal to an ascendant plane, or or opening, um, or summoning in more uh, more acolytes or more knights or something like that, they are they they are they're not being conjured out of thin air. They are coming from somewhere else because they have been taught this essentially what is a teleportation spell. Mm-hmm. Or you know some whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. Uh, it's 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 less it's less of they are performing a spell, and and they are causing it to happen, and more like it's like dial it's like phone a friend, right? Like they're yeah, kind of they're 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 yeah, like they're... they've just dialed the worm's number and been like, hey, um, I need three acolytes, forty thralls, ten curse thralls, and <laughs> let's let's call it two ogres. Why not? Uh, yeah, please. And then the worm guys, all right. I I tell you what, I'll you you can have ten acolytes. We'll give you one ogre. But if you if you lose that ogre, I'm not giving you another one. Yeah, like you got to wait. And we can't make curse thrall anyway because those use ether, not hive exactly. magic. So, so why are you calling you just, us? <laughs> we'll gi- we'll give you the thrall, but you got to do something with them. So yeah, sucks to suck. Uh sucks to suck so i i do think this is probably a good spot to to end um i was gonna say where where, where are we at in the close to our two hour where are we at in the uh, uh in the verse so our next uh we just we just read verse two six so we have two seven two eight and two nine and then we're on to verse three interesting uh well, we're covering but, we're covering the first half of these verses pretty fast it's the it's the last half of these these main verses that we're <laughs> We're getting into some deep shit. And again, seven, eight, and nine are probably going to be long ones uh, <laughs> because they are dense. Okay. So then that seven, eight, nine is probably going to be next episode. Then that's, that's Jesus. But I, I love how, I love how these books are written then. So like, it's, it's almost like you have this like buildup, right? Like as the, as these verse starts, like verse one, verse two, verse three, it's this, it's this very, basic theories and and concepts and stuff and then as it gets towards the end of the verse it starts getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until finally when you're at like the last three where it's like this like boom here's here's your information here's everything this this is this is it 
Like it, that's God, such good writing, such, such fantastic writing. Yeah, no, you, you are learning along with the characters in the, in the lore book. Oh, there you go. Um, so there was, there's one last thing I wanted to mention. I'm trying to remember what it was now because we've, we've veered off that topic here. Um, I, I blame me. I don't know. I'm sure it'll, it'll come to me later. You'll remember it next episode. That's a lie. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. cool. Then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll start closing things out then. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, as always, I, I like to end these with, with thank yous. And so, uh, um, we'll thank the, the, the few people that have actually stuck around the entire recording, even though one of them has decided that he doesn't want to answer us when we make fun of him for using hunters and being a secret warlock. Um, so, uh, thank you. That's you. There he is. That's a, that's a <laughs> Tia Italiano. Of course. Uh, <laughs> as as a usual, uh, Tuesday night goes for um, <laughs> for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so uh, thank you uh, uh, for sticking around for the whole episode. Uh, obviously, thank you to Alpha uh, for giving us a, an introduction there and uh, and hanging out for the first half. I know he 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 goes to bed kind of early, so we we push it kind of late, and <laughs> it's no no fault on him. But I I know he picks us up uh, uh, on our on our cast here on on Podbean. Um self plug go. Uh thank you yeah, self plug. Uh not to be confused <laughs> with other type of plugs. Don't google those. Uh thank you to the worm gods for just being crazy. Like I I genuinely believe these like I and I I don't think it's like a full like hey that person's loony. I think it's like the worm gods don't understand this realm. So to us, we are perceiving it as being crazy. Like it's, I, I like to think of it that way too. Um, thank you to the, uh, the Osmium court sisters uh, for continuing the legacy of the krill and now the hive. Um, because without you, the krill would, I, I feel like the krill would be dead. Like, I mean, or, or they at least wouldn't be screwing with us in this, in our in our solar system, uh, thank you to the Elixney for keeping horrible records of your colonies that <laughs> clearly existed and clearly fought against the hive, and you just just so happen not to tell us or mention it to us. Whatever, it's fine. Um, let's see. Um, thank you, Callus, for being completely nuts. Because if we ever see you again, you will have you will have gone insane. You will have like. I think of it that way, like, you know, like it, it's, it's a very similar thing of like the, and this is going to, this is going to be kind of like that weird existential, not existential. I like, I just like the word existential. Sometimes I don't even know what it means. And sometimes I use it in sentences that I don't know what it means just because I like the word existential, um, which now T and Italiano is going to correct me and tell me exactly what existential means. But, uh, 
I I I think of it as like uh, there's a there's a there's a very Christian belief that that if you were to hear the voice of God, your head would explode, like your your heart would explode inside your chest from the joyousness of it. Like it, you you as a human cannot comprehend the voice of God, which is why there is a Metatron. I think the same thing would happen. I think I think Callus is experiencing that right now like he cannot interpret the darkness because it is in a in a different plane of existence so his brain and heart is possibly exploding inside of his chest and there now he's trying to rebuild himself i don't know uh that's my theory um so yeah so so there's that one uh and as always uh thank you myth for coming up with all the cool theories uh as as we read through these these stories and and putting all the pieces together and and truly having I, I truly believe that you have a a much larger understanding of the bigger picture here than of of what I do of me just kind of poking and prodding and 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 saying oh well I, I know this much and I know this much and well I suppose that could be right and I well I don't know I don't know about that because I don't I've never heard of that before but we'll we'll go with it and then to go into those deeper uh, concepts of of having a, a it's I, I again I, I I always try to come at this with a very scientific train of thought right like a you know ask ask the question why and 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 build it out from there right and and try to and try to interpret these things in what would be a more modern understanding of it which is which is weird to say because obviously the books are written by real people that exist today and so like it's <laughs> it, it's not like a, it's not like these are ancient ancient books right like these aren't from like roman times or something that we're trying to decipher or whatever um but it it it's it's fun to try to to quantify some of this stuff and, and to try to make it in a more um uh what, what would you call that Pal palatable um sense 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 of wording like digestible it, there you go there you go um yeah see like i said i've heard words before and i use them in sentences and then i don't really know what the words mean so then i i try to context clues my way into it no <laughs> that's that's what they taught me in second grade so that's what i'm going to use now uh Look at the context of the sentence. Look at the context of the sentence. Uh, <laughs> God dang it. Thank you, second grade, for being a bunch of pretentious asses uh, and just not giving me a dictionary to go look up words. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, it, it, I, I, I love the approach that we have here uh, on this uh, podcast. It's, 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 such a, it's such a fun thing to try to dive down all these little rabbit holes and 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 try to come to a better understanding of the universe that we're playing in and then to then to apply that into the universe right like to go to these places to go to the moon and go oh this is what's happening here with the hive and then you know to turn around and go to go to somewhere on earth or edz and go oh this is why the elixni are are this way or this is this is what's happening over here and on europa you know trying trying to have that better understanding of what is actually happening in the destiny universe as we're playing it and that's 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 always my love so uh yeah no it it adds a lot more um meaning yeah. behind the things that we're doing in game versus just like oh we're gonna go shoot some bugs in the head yep <laughs> uh yep. It, it yeah there there is now inherent reason behind maybe 
not necessarily why your guardian is there, but why these races are doing what they're doing and why it is important on the grander scale. And like that, I just find more enjoyment in the game because of that. Absolutely. Uh, well, with that, uh, myth, you got anything? Yes, actually I do have something. Oh, Um, oh, Oh, so, so, uh, this episode should, uh, be up on Podbean uh, tomorrow, which will be Wednesday, December 1st. And uh, alongside this episode should be every other episode that we have made at least uh, since our sheer Ido uh, discussion. Boom. Early um, Christmas present to you, our viewers. Er, early Christmas present. So uh, that is going to be a lot <laughs> of content <laughs> that's going to become available very, very quickly uh, or, or all at once. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. If you happen to be somebody that has been interested in one of our previous episodes, but missed it when it was up, uh, they are all going to be available for at least the next calendar year. Uh, so yeah, check them out. Boom. Early Christmas present to you, our viewers. Take that. Uh, and also, uh, it, it seems like some of our early, early, early episodes, uh, that were done through uh, PSN and hosted on our, our main producer's uh, 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 YouTube uh, Eclipse, uh, his videos and stuff. Uh, Myth, you just got a, a, a recent package in um, that we, we may be re-recording some of these earlier episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really, even if these earlier episodes hadn't been they exist, but not in a form that I can very easily convert. Uh, and honestly, not, not in a very, not in a form that sounds all that great. Stripping audio Uh, from a, a (laughs) stripping audio from a YouTube video of a PSN chat, uh, with (laughs) gameplay running that usually had more, there's more gain on the gameplay happening. Um, there's a number of times we're talking about like really, terrible like wars and tragedies this drifter in the background like transmat firing and it it's just not or or we're talking the about greatest. it and it's just some dude <laughs> dancing in the tower or you know like doing the yeah, doing the floss yeah. dance like no that's not what are you why are you floss so, dancing there are people dying out there damn it <laughs> those those still exist in that in that youtube forum and they they will for as long as uh eclipse deems deems fit to host them um but I do think that we are probably going to want to re uh, redo episodes regarding the Marasena. Absolutely. Uh, Plus, because some currently some of those episodes uh, myth had also no some audio, of them and then had had no audio. I had yeah. no audio. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so they they're in desperate need of some some extra TLC. Yes. Uh, and what what I'm thinking we should do in regards to those is after the end of the current season's story. So after we see the actual conclusion between Mara and Savathun um, leading into Witch Queen is when we re-crack open the Mara Senna and then we can tell all of Mara's story from, you know, beginning to current the the end as we know it yeah yeah i like that idea if we're done with the books of sorrows by then uh <laughs> if we're done with the books of sorrows by then who knows i mean we got three months so 
Uh, well, with that then, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we'll call this episode good. Uh, so from all of us lore nerds to all of you guardians out there, uh, we'll see you next week.